We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Sean and Joe, another episode ready to go. They're gonna talk about the good and the trash and anything in between. Cherishing make believe, get ready for Halloween. It's the horror show. I know you miss those guys. Tune in and find out what's on their list tonight. They butcher and dissect, take apart and mutilate. Listen to your two favorite brainiacs communicate. It's the horror show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Horror Show, a show that dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and other horror-related events. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. This week, I mean, it is technically November. I think it's technically Election Day. It Wait, is. when does our show drop? Tuesday? Yeah, it's Election Day, so... Happy Thanksgiving month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but... We're still today. We are a day outside of Halloween. Halloween was last night. Did you guys go out? We went to my parents, uh, so they can at least knock on a door and oh. like say trick or treat because this is like the first time they're aware of it. My my neighbors across the street and uh, the ones right across from my parents set up a table and they put goodie bags out and we went like right when they were setting them up, so there wasn't a crowd or nothing. So that's good. We grabbed those, but that was it. What about you? We um. We did like one of those like live virtual magic show things with that guy from Magic for Humans. And then we just did a bunch of shit inside the house, which he fucking loved because it was just organized chaos, essentially. So he was in his element and he thought it was like the best Halloween ever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my wife did. uh, She put Halloween candy in like goodie bags and then hit them around the house like you would for Easter. Yeah, yeah. They did like an Easter hunt. Yeah, that's what we were thinking about doing. And then we did a pinata instead and like. I can't even imagine if my parents and my ex-wife filled up that fucking pinata with like a huge fucking candy bars, like top, like all just major gigantic candy bars. Imagine getting your own pinata and that's what it's filled with. It's not even like <laughs> fucking gobstoppers and mints and shit. <laughs> like it's fucking just king size everything. King size pinata candy. to yourself. Yeah. Like Jesus Christ. Perfect. Yeah, he was having a good time. Well, we also had a good time Halloween night. Did you watch this Halloween night, or did you watch this? When did you watch? I watched it, it yesterday. I, I watched it uh, midday. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So we both watched it on Halloween. We celebrated Halloween the only way you do, and that's by watching <laughs> Blumhouse's Halloween 2018. Um, Blumhouse there's, there's did something this, right? about the the yeah. Yeah, of course it did. There's something about the Blumhouse logo that just immediately turns me off. Like as soon as it comes on, you're like, "Me too." God, here we fucking go. Here we fucking... <laughs> like I, I know, I know. Like Get Out is Blumhouse, right? Yeah. Um, and they're not, they're not all bad, but there's so many of them that are. It just kind of makes my stomach turn a little bit. Yeah, and, and they're a little, you know, a little. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. They're a little like cringy. Um, I saw this article. I didn't even read it. 
Um, but because they did the they did the craft um, remake also. Um, oh, did you watch that yet? I have not. But again, they did the same thing as the fucking Halloween, where it's like a, like it's a it's essentially like a soft reboot sequel type thing. So it's not. And it was like, why Blumhouse is genius by not rebooting movies? And it's like, it says who? Who the fuck? <laughs> I'd rather see a hard reboot if this is what you're going to fucking do to them. Like, what the fuck are we talking about here? They, they, they just interviewed Jason, Bl- Jason Blum. <laughs> Straight from his the opinion source. Of it. Yeah. <laughs> now, one of our listeners, uh, uh, Jimena, uh, she's like, you, can you guys please do the craft reboot? Because it's a piece of shit. <laughs> I mean... I started watching the original craft because I've never seen that. Um, and that's, I, it's not my cup of tea. It's not my, <laughs> it's not my, favorite. I agree. I, the craft's never done anything for me, um, but it's, it, it's not bad, but um, this movie, Halloween, 2018, I have uh, no background notes on this. Um, I think we know a lot about the background things. On this, and I just have so much to say, but I'm so excited to talk about it. I almost wish we recorded, or or, or could have watched it today, but I almost wish we were recording the same day we watched it because I was so fired. So this wasn't your first time watching it, right? No, no, and I think I saw. I think the only time I saw it was in theaters. That was the only time I saw it. I saw it in theaters. I actually think I did like a, a bonus episode, like a five minute one, when we yep. saw it because I saw it with my wife, and you know I didn't love it, and. But I wasn't like super critical of it, and that that was foolish. <laughs> I, I am very critical of this. I I did not enjoy myself whatsoever during this the second viewing. Oh, man, I think there's some th- I think there's some real good ideas in this, and then I think there's some things that I just don't understand. And I I it's unfortunate. I mean, I guess I don't understand the majority of what's happening in this, or or why, or why. Um, certain behaviors suddenly change like in and out of this movie. Like the way Michael Myers behaves is so erratic and not in a fun, this is what we wrote it way, but in a totally (laughs) like bad, bad writing. (laughs) I agree. I agree. And before I get very fired up, I will say Halloween is my favorite friend. I am very forgiving of of Halloween. So, so you just said it and and to your point, it's not all bad. Like there's, there's some cool things that I like about it. And even though we shit on every movie we do, like I still love Halloween. I love Michael Myers. That being said, there's so many things in this that are so baffling and even more baffling that people who like the Halloween franchise and I I get everything is subjective. I get it. But how can you fucking say this is the second best (laughs) and, and on par with the first one? Are you fucking kidding me? On what planet? <laughs> All right, let, let's 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 start. Okay, start with the the elephant in the room, right? Okay. So in Halloween one, 1978. Correct. It's never revealed to us that Michael Myers and Laurie Strode are siblings. That's not revealed to part two. Okay. So the way that one just ended, you know, if you watch if you watch that first one. Michael Myers goes home to his old house. Laurie Strode shows up because her dad said, like, put the key in there or something. And Michael Myers is already in the house and he sees her. That's 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 enough justification for him just stalking her for the rest of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Then in, in part two, it's revealed that they're siblings. And that's where every other one runs with, right? Right. This movie takes place 
ignoring every single one after the first one, right? Yes. But it also is 40 years later. Correct. <laughs> so if Michael Myers, and, and like, like I get people like that aspect of it. Like, like Moderate Chaos, one of our listeners, he's like, I like just thinking that Michael Myers is just a psychopath and not siblings. Fine. That's fine. However, if Michael Myers was just randomly stalking this girl, because that movie, the original movie takes place in the course of one day. He has no knowledge of her. I'm sure he didn't bother to know her name because, you know, why the fuck would he? He's just stalking and trying to kill somebody. Why would this one take place 40 years later and him just being like, I got to go find this fucking girl? This, this one girl that, that, I, that I stalked that one day and things got real out of hand. Why, why, why was he holding on to this? If he hadn't, like, if at least if he was siblings, he'd be like, I got to go find my sister. Like, I want to kill everybody in my family. That's I, I, motivation. What has he waiting? What's he been waiting for? Why Lori? And why does he have such an easy time finding her? Do they, wait, do they reference, wait, I, I swore in this one, they talked about them being siblings. Did they not? They're, dude, they are not. They are not. And, and they even, the, the producers or whoever, uh, have said that okay. they are not siblings. Okay. So this complicates things a lot for me. <laughs> That's, okay. Oh, boy. Wow. Okay. So. Oh, oh, can I also say, can I also say before you say it, Tina, my wife, she's very mild-mannered. Uh, she's very not confrontational. <laughs> like, it, she would just rather say nothing than to disagree with somebody. The words out of her mouth were, when you t- when you talk about this movie, please let everyone know that I fucking hated it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I have to digest this for a little bit because I, I, I guess I was under the assumption, I always forget that the first one doesn't talk about them being siblings. So, because the, cause the Rob Zombie one, they do, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is the only one stupid enough to be like, eh, let's erase everything that everyone loves and uh, give him even less. Of a when is it revealed fine. in two? Is it revealed in two? That's revealed in two. Yep. Yep. How is it revealed and when in that movie? Uh, I, I, that's such a random question. Okay. I'm sorry. So I guess my point is because there's a scene in two that they recreate in this movie also. Where Michael Myers walks by a baby. It, did that happen in two also or no? Because he kills the lady with the sandwich, right? Yeah, in two. Um, Is that baby in that remember. same scene or no? I don't remember if the, I don't remember if there's a baby there because I know in two he goes into the old lady's house and kills her. Right, which they recreate in this one. Yes, but why? That, yeah, I don't know what. Yeah, I know, but. But I don't know if there's a baby. I guess, so one of the things I like about the Rob Zombie ones, in my opinion, is I like the sibling element. Although when I was trying to think about why Mike Myers would want to kill his baby sister after saving her, I couldn't really come up with an answer to that. Well, of course not. (laughs) (laughs) But... But but I did like this element in uh, the Rob Zombie ones where he was like a little bit of like a guardian of, of like children. It sometimes seemed like you know what I mean. Um, like like children were never like an option. Could, but again, that's the whole Michael Myers. Even in the other sequels, where he is focused on Laurie, and we talked about it with Loomis, where Loomis is always just getting in the fucking way. He has no interest in finding Loomis or killing him. 
And quite frankly, I don't know if he's interested in killing anyone outside of just when he's trying to get to Lori and these people fucking show up. And he's like, all right, I got to dispatch these fucking people. Agreed. Agreed. Right. He's like a machine in that sense. And, and that's where this movie also falls apart. Like f- straight from the beginning, he's, he's a, he's just killing everyone. <laughs> like willy nilly. It doesn't matter. Uh, he, we'll get into all of them, but the other thing about it is, um, you know, it's frustrating. The whole thing's fucking frustrating. It's like mind numbing. Let you know what? Let's get into the movie though. Oh, one thing I did want to talk about is the original Halloween, John Carpenter. I don't even know. Like this was very much a slasher. This movie, right? Yes. I don't know if I would even classify the original Halloween as a slasher. Like I know it is, right? But there's something. Yeah, but there's I mean, something more. Nineteen seventy-eight. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. There's something more to it by like calling him the shape. They kind of separated him from like a human being or anything like that. Um, there's just something there where it was. It's not so much of a slasher as just this crazy story. And um, it's funny because they use the word the shape in this. Which is weird. They they call him the shape, but <laughs> he's the most e- human version of Michael we've ever seen. <laughs> agreed, agreed. And, and before we get into the movie, I have I have two other things I wanted to bring up sure. in in this vein. So in the original one, he's played by Nick Castle. He's played by, by a bunch of people, Tony Moran or whatever. But let's say let's say Nick Castle. Uh, Nick Castle is five foot ten. I looked it up. How tall do you think Michael Myers is in the twenty eighteen movie? He's like fucking seven feet tall. He looks like the, the he looks like Kane or the Undertaker. He's yeah. a fucking behemoth. Like, are you kidding me? Also, in this movie, if we're going off the math from the first one, Myers is sixty one years old. Like that is, he, and we see him the, the first time we see him in this movie, he's chained to a cinder block. Like right. they're not letting him do much. So there's no way he's like hitting the gym. How does he have this frame? He doesn't have that frame in the first one. How did he get so fucking yoked up? Also, he's 61. Jamie Lee, Laurie Strode's character, is 57 in this movie. She looks, she looks not a day over 88. Like she looks, she has aged terribly. And and, and then Jamie Lee Curtis doesn't look like that in real life. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's the thing. They made her look terrible in this movie, which honestly, she still looks pretty good. But like, why do that to her? I mean, I guess you could say I'll I'll give them some credit. I don't know if this is what they were going after or if they just, you know, fell in the shit. But if they were going because we see Jamie Lee or Laurie Strode, she's has like a shooting range and she has this whole arsenal. So maybe they're saying the stress of that one day, you know cause her to age terribly that's giving him a lot of credit but we know that it's been on her mind ever since which really really fucking raises the question why didn't she just move why why is she she's in the same place no wonder michael myers was able to find her he just fucking drove to the, the one place that he remembers from when he got locked up are you, you kidding me she dude, she invested she she put so much money into security systems and arsenals and all this stuff just just fucking move like if somebody terrorized you for an entire night, I'd be on the next plane the next morning. Like, just get me out of there. Like, uh, what, what are we do- are kidding me? A hundred percent. And, and oh man, there's just like so much to fucking dissect in this. The, 
and again, you you what you mentioned was he terrorized her for one night, which I'm not saying you should not be traumatized by that. You're absolutely going to be traumatized by that. However, right. the way these people talk about Michael Myers is as if all of those other, like, however many movies, like seven movies, have are played into this because they're like, he's the fucking, you better fucking believe in the boogeyman. And like, yeah. And, and like this mythical creature. And it's like, he killed five people, which is awful if we're talking about real life, but it, like in the set, he's fucking pure evil. What? Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> like, or, or just keep them fucking siblings because then that can always be in the back of your mind. Like exact- what if my brother comes after me? But that, but, and I agree with you. If it was real life, I would never be saying this. Like, yeah, that's traumatic. You, you're going to be in therapy for the rest of your life. Like, that's yeah. terrible. But in a horror movie, that it's not the end. <laughs> you made off pretty fucking good. Like, you know? You survived, and um, he's in jail. And he's been in jail for 40 years with no escapes. And he only killed those few people that night. And and why why is he supernatural to you? Why is he supernatural to the entire town? Who are like oh my to, to God, the world? Fucking Michael to the, Myers to the fucking world. <laughs> like why is this people. happening? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, yeah, it, it that was that was honestly the hardest part for me to swallow. You know what I mean? If, if you're that traumatized, he killed five people. You would leave. Um, and then would he follow you? Probably not because that would make no sense whatsoever unless you were siblings again. (laughs) So, um, one more thing before we kick off, uh, there is another one coming out. Halloween kills. Yeah. The teaser has been dropped. It looks, it it didn't show anything, but I'm not thrilled about it (laughs) because they're they're bringing back Tommy Doyle. Played by Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> as we found out in in as we as you'll find out in this movie at the end, um, you know if this movie, okay, you know what, I'll save it till the end. I'll save it till the end. All right, um, dude, there's just like a million things I want to talk about. All right, so we open up Sanitarium Smith's Grove, and we meet our fucking podcasters, which, um. I don't know. I feel as though um, they were trying to make this. Um, you can argue that they were trying to add some comedy to this um, in certain areas. Uh, I just think they were trying to appeal to to kids. And I, I think they did like an awful job. They they have kids that are dressed as, I guess, what you would call like a like a Gen Z type high schoolers. It's just like this fucking dumb sh- fucking portrayal of them um as is as are the podcasters um they so be- i hated the the male podcaster's face because he reminds me of prez from from barstool Sports. oh my god he I looks just like him but he, he looks just like him and i, I just want to swing on him <laughs> well i hated his face but not as much as another face in this movie which we'll get to that i i couldn't even stand looking at um <laughs> It honestly made me <laughs> made me so mad. I can't, uh, can't wait. <laughs> genuinely, pissed. can you just tell me who? You just tell yeah, me who. Uh, fucking Rocky Dennis from Mask, the friend of the <laughs> the friend of the boyfriend. <laughs> wait, wait, the one from Stranger Things? No, no, Is the he... one that gets impaled on the fence. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, he's from Stranger Things. He's in Stranger Things? Yeah. As what? Oh, uh, Rocky from the mask. <laughs> he just plays Rocky from the mask in every movie. I forget who he plays. I, I just know he's from Stranger Things. Okay, all right. Well, he sucks. His face is appalling. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> like regular uh, McCluskey. Fucking <laughs> shark teeth asshole. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, these podcasters, <clears throat> they give us some details about Michael. Uh, the, the typical details that we get in every Halloween movie, which is that Michael has never spoken and he is being transferred shortly. <laughs> uh, we also meet Dr. Sartain, who was Loomis's fucking understudy, I guess. I don't know. He studied under uh, Dr. Loomis and he has... Um, Taken over uh, the Michael Myers case, which like <laughs> this goes back to our like whole Loomis talk in the last episode, which is like, when would the state just shut this fucking down? <laughs> like, right, no one's right. getting anything. <laughs> what a waste of resources! They're already like I already mentioned. They have them tied to a cinder block. Like you don't need to go talk to him every day and not get anything out of it. It's just a waste of everybody's time. Fucking like you'd think Loomis died, and they'd be like, "Oh, thank fucking god!" Like we don't, we we don't have to fire him, and now we just don't need to hire anyone for Michael anymore. Michael can just fucking rot away in this prison. But then Sartan shows up and is like, "I'll talk to the guy that won't talk back to me." State's like, "God damn it!" Um, Doctor Sartan says, uh, "You know, Michael's been seen by over fifty psychologists." And they all have different opinions. How would that even be possible? <laughs> like, there's very... The guy won't speak. There's not many opinions yeah, you can build that off Not much you could do. Yeah. <laughs> he killed five people. He's fucking nuts. And he won't talk. And that's it. That's, that's the opinion. In, like, unless, unless our theory of he just refuses to talk to Loomis. And since <laughs> he knows Sartain, he knows Sartain is his understudy. He's just giving them the same treatment but he's telling every all, all the other all the 50 of them all these different stories <laughs> that's fucking amazing and he's probably just complaining to everyone just like they send these fucking assholes to talk to me <laughs> and then f- he finally thinks he's going to be interviewed by somebody like cool and then it's they, the two idiot podcasters show up <laughs> oh my god uh and uh yeah and we already get the the whole he's pure evil which if this is picking up after one, oh, not picking up after one, but uh, the the events ended after one for him, it's not. He's not. I don't understand. I don't understand. So, 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 you know, the events up to one. He killed his sister as a young kid. Uh, Loomis has not talked to him for you know twenty years and just keeps saying how evil he is. He escapes and, and he goes and kills people. Probably again, probably at the behest of Loomis, just fucking <laughs> driving him insane. But he's been, lo- so, so if we ignore all the other movies, he's been locked up for the past 40 years. So why do you have to keep saying that? Like this guy is pure evil. Like, you know, he he's, he's contained. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need to talk about him anymore. You could have even built up. Like, even if you wanted to do the whole evil thing, be like, he killed like 20 people in prison. In the last 40 yeah. years. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's killed exactly. cellmates. He's killed fucking guards. No one could get near the fucking guy. 
But instead, right. <laughs> nope. Can't even feed him. Like, like you can't even right. have to lower down food. Like, like Hannibal Lecter. Nobody says that even about him. And they have to strap him up and like put something over his mouth when you go and talk to him. Michael yeah. is allowed to freely walk to the bus <laughs> in, in normal shackles, which is insane because he literally Sean, breaks through a chop car. He's a notorious serial killer. And they put him on a bus with like low-grade like, mental patients. Oh my God, he literally knocks, he breaks through the fucking metal grating of a police car. <laughs> fucking insane. Um, all right, well, then we get to see our Michael uh, on his weird chessboard playground thing. I, I hate this scene. I hate it. I hated it when I saw it first, and I hate it even more now. Well, it's because it's, because it's fucking insane and stupid. <laughs> And why is he on a checkerboard? And <laughs> why did the state of Illinois let these two dweeb true crime podcasters get a hold of his mask that he used? And what's the point? Imagine you had like like there's legitimate big time true crime podcast. Yeah. What what would the imagine you had got your hands on like an artifact of, of a notorious killing and, and your one goal was just to go and s- shove it in their face. Just shake it at them. <laughs> <laughs> And why would you think this is going to do anything to Michael? And, and and the fact that the podcaster's like, I know you'll want to say something. Why? What? Why? <laughs> he hasn't said in 40 years. 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you think, do you think every, the, the 50 other psychiatrists haven't thought of that? <laughs> like trying to get something to trigger him into talking? Don't you think they showed him fucking pictures of everything? He was on trial. Like he <laughs> he saw the mask before. It's not he fucking wore the mask. <laughs> also, he wore it for one day. He's killed before that. He killed his sister way before that. Like, you know what? And that's a fucking another great point. Cause again, you'd think like why does the mask matter to him? It sh- it wouldn't matter. You wouldn't even think it would matter because <laughs> because it was a one. He stole day. it. He dude, he broke into a store and stole it. Like that that mask couldn't possibly mean less to him. <laughs> yes. Like, yes, I agree that's, completely. That's probably why he's ignoring dude, that's honestly why he's ignoring them. Like, is this fucking kid serious? <laughs> um and uh he brings the Michael the mask and which causes all the other patients to start acting wild and dude. yelling and there's dogs barking. <laughs> One of the guys is yelling, Figawa, Figawa. Is that supposed to be scary? <laughs> Pissed me off so bad. <laughs> Figaro, Figaro. Um, and quite honestly, this whole scene, uh, there's more scientific credibility to every, like, there's more incredible science happening by pulling out the mask and all these things happening, like dogs barking and people screaming, <laughs> but does nothing for getting Michael to talk. <laughs> Like, I would honestly be like, wow, what a weird thing that was. Everyone just started screaming when I pulled out a mask. Yeah, I, I would be like, this is, <laughs> there's there's evil present, right? <laughs> oh, God. I said he's Say- yelling at the behemoth killer. <laughs> Say something! <laughs> what? Why? Why? <laughs> like, if anything, you're going to be like, he's not going to talk, but I'll just show it to him. And then he's not going to be. like the. That's like the cold open, dude. Like, that's how you're gonna start it off. Are you fucking kidding me? I already, it already took me out of the movie. Oh, a hundred percent. And 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 um, you know, the, I loved the beginning of four, like that opening to four. It wasn't the cold open because they had the credits at the beginning, but um, 
that four opening, like where they're carting him on the the stretcher and the Halloween themes going, was so dope. And this is just the opposite. <laughs> yeah, it's the opposite. Um, next up, these two fucking idiot podcasters. They go to Lori's house because I guess they haven't had enough fucking uh problems in their life. <laughs> And you know what? Like, also, hey, Lori, if these two bozos can find your house. Okay. I'm glad you said that. I have so many issues with this. So, first of all, they found her house, right? So, she's she's not hidden. When they show up, she has state-of-the-art security, right? They don't even have an appointment. They just show up and hit the buzzer. And the guy's like, who is this? They're like, oh, we're here for a podcast. Again, don't have an appointment. It could just be anybody saying we're here for a podcast, yeah. and and the person's like, I don't, I don't remember scheduling you in, and they're just like, How does three thousand sound? And they're, they're they're allowed in. That's all it took. Are you fucking kidding me? How's what's the point of what's the point of putting all that in place if that's how easy it is to get into your vicinity? And and really, here's my other thing. <clears throat> you had one night with Michael, right? You were attacked one night with Michael. Why would you even think that you would need that level of security with him, right? He has not proven himself to be an undying beast. <laughs> no, no. He dude, dude, all all this happened at, at the end of the first one is he escaped. You know, Loomis shoots him and he falls off the balcony and he disappears. Right. Uh, Which but, they but, catch but, him then. But he's he's clearly caught because this is where the movie takes place and he's in prison. So there's nothing to fear. Like, you know, There's nothing I mean? to fear. He was apprehended successfully and went to fucking jail. <laughs> like, you would not think anything that he was even, you wouldn't even think he was that super strong or anything, really. I mean, I'm trying yeah, I mean, to think. I mean, he got stabbed in the eye and he got stabbed with the knife and shot six times. But I mean, he, again, he was apprehended. Okay, fair enough. According fair to enough. This movie. But like, we've, there's fucking. There's, there's, there's fucking 50 cent got shot in the face like nine times. Like (laughs) (laughs) Billy Joe Shaver, RIP, he died this week. He shot a guy in the face and that guy, uh, you know, that guy lived like, you know, it wouldn't be that weird. You know, if, if somebody was chasing you and he got shot six times and then he got caught and lived like, you wouldn't be like, I mean, you'd be like, holy shit, that's terrifying. But, but I don't know. It's not unrealistic i guess no it's not and i agree with everything that you're saying uh she had a traumatic experience she put money into security to make sure it never happens again and then she does absolutely nothing to make sure that never happens again imagine after people come in imagine after you're 10 you're 20 you're 30 (laughs) and you've dumped all that money into your house and you're probably like oh fuck i've I might have made a bad investment. (laughs) We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. <laughs> uh, well, thankfully, in the city of, uh, in the town of Haddonfield, they love to transfer 
prisoners more than, more than any prison system in the fucking world. <laughs> oh my God, Michael Michael gets transferred like every other fucking week. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so the podcasters show up to Lori's, um, and, and they're talking to her as if she's a fucking idiot. And, and quite honestly, they're talking to her. If this was a statement that podcasters are stupid, um, I, I would agree with them. <laughs> and I'd say they did a, I'd say they did a pretty good fucking job. Because a bang up job. <laughs> because the way they talk to her is so insane. And I feel like there's a lot to learn from the horrors you experience. Dude, it has been 40 fucking years. Clearly she's talked to the media because they know so much shit. She was right. she was on trial. She gave her fucking testimony. And like what what are you what are you two talking about? You're just prodding this woman who's who's been at peace for like well not at peace, she's been a mental patient, but <laughs> who, who who's just been isolated for 40 years and you're like, oh, let's talk there's a lot to learn from that. From what? One night? Like the, what is there to learn? Like she survived, thank God, but what the fuck are you two talking about? Right, and if there's not the sibling aspect, what can you imagine? Just interviewing somebody who was terrorized in like a random act of violence, and just be like, "I need to know more about what happened." She'd be like, "No, I don't know. It's fucking a random act of violence. Like this guy just showed up and tried to kill me. What else do you want me to possibly fucking say?" It removes a ton of the depth from it. You know, it removes a ton of the depth um, if you, if you don't go that route. Um, and maybe you could have done it. A, a different way where you didn't need to link them up as siblings and it would work. Um, but it wasn't this way. <laughs> it wasn't this fucking way. This way doesn't make sense. Um, the podcaster's like, I showed him the mask. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. No shit. You fucking idiot. <laughs> and also, then, he held it behind him. There's, there's a good chance he never even knew he was holding it up. Other than the Why would he? You didn't look at him once. The, the podcaster didn't even think to like go around and show him to his face. <laughs> I showed it to the back of his head and he didn't react, Lori. Oh, uh, man. And then, then this asshole tells Lori he needs to go talk to Mike. And he's like, yeah, it'll clear your head. Like, who the fuck are you, you dumb piece of shit? You, <laughs> it honestly pissed me off. It honestly pissed me off. <laughs> yeah. Like... like- like Loomis hasn't reached out and tried to do that, or like Sartain. Like, why? Why the podcast? What are you qualified to speak on any of this for? And you know damn well Loomis and Sartain called fucking Lori every fucking day, being like, "So, uh... <laughs> yeah, that's what the security's for." Oh my god, <laughs> Loomis security! <laughs> like, please stop letting this guy come to my house, telling me it all began twenty five years ago. <laughs> oh my god um now we meet a new family uh it's very clear who these people are related to uh they try to kind of bury the lead but it's very clear um we meet a girl young young lady allison her dad who has peanut butter on his penis and uh the lovely judy greer who i feel like they always cast as older than she is um but that's that's a, I guess a, a problem for another time. I love Judy Greer. I think she's great. Um, yeah, is she good in this movie? Um, I don't. I don't think it's her fault. Agreed. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's she's got one scene. Like. 
she's got one scene at the end that I fucking loved, but it doesn't make a ton of sense. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, Please uh, don't tell me it's the gun scene. I like it. I fucking like it. The gun scene. I like it. I like it. But I do have a problem where with she's like, scene. Where, where, "Are you kidding me?" She's like, I can't do it. And then Michael pokes his head out like, "Uh, gotcha, bitch. (laughs) I I do. I do like it. But it doesn't make sense for the rest of the movie. And here's what I would have done differently with Judy. What I would have done. So, okay, guys. Judy Greer is is Lori's daughter. Lori Strode's daughter. Allison is her granddaughter. Um, So, we are two generations of Strode's now. Um, And... Uh, uh, Lori's daughter. I don't know her name. Judy Greer. <laughs> Judy Greer is Karen. a very Karen. She does not like her mom, and we'll get into that. But the mom kind of, you know, traumatized her a little bit. Kept her kind of locked up in the house. Tra- trained her how to kill people. <laughs> you know, you know, normal everyday childhood trauma. Uh. So she has a very strained relationship with Lori and it's very anti gun, very anti, I don't know, conflict in a way, I guess. Um, does that make sense? And what I would have done differently is not wait till the very fucking end for her to finally like, um, be like, fuck you. Like as soon as Lori shows up, which we'll talk about later to her house and is like, we got to fucking go. Like, I wish Judy Greer right there was like, fuck, like training kicks back in. You know what I mean? Like, I wish that. Yeah, like she's ready. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, ready she's to ready play. to go. Like, that should have been it. That should have been the moment. And we see a Judy Greer f- switch right there because then that builds to the end where that happens. Instead, she acts like a panicked l- lunatic the entire time until the end. And then all of a sudden gains composure and then is like claiming. Oh, I've had composure this whole time kind of thing. It doesn't make a ton of sense. It doesn't make a fucking right. ton of sense. Right. Because because uh Laurie Strode prepared her for this moment her entire life. And that's why that's why she doesn't get along with Laurie. Because she's like, why did, you know, she didn't think she'd ever need this, and then turns right. out she does. And, and and I would have liked that gun scene a lot more had she kind of already showed that she was poised and then faked, I guess faked the fear. To lure Michael out, which I don't know why that would lure Michael out. But then again, I don't understand was, why Michael does anything Michael, he's doing. In this. Michael Michael slow walks. Everything we know about Michael, he just he just he doesn't give a shit. Like he's not he's not gonna pop out of a like closets or anything, right? He just he, he slow walks and kills you. Yes. Why would he just pop out and be like, oh, like oh, giving an open you. target? <laughs> yeah. Why would he be listening to her? To, like he's just waiting for her to be like, oh, I can't shoot him. It made no sense. But it, but he just it, puts his head out there. None of Michael makes sense in this, and Michael's I behavior agree. changes every fifteen minutes in this fucking movie to to a point where it's just it's 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 uh it's it's baffling to watch because <laughs> it, it really is, man. It really is. We just got to get to it because we got to get to his kills. We got to get because some of the first kills in this, you're just. <laughs> it's fucking unbelievable. All right. So Allison's Lori's granddaughter. Um, we see a lot of like, is grandma coming? And Judy Greer being like, no, she's not. And the girl being like, hmm, I don't believe you. And like, it's all very clear what the setup is. <laughs> okay. Um, then we meet Allison and her friends. They don't really come into play except that they get murdered later. Um, and they argue about Michael um, 
not being that bad, which is <laughs> like <laughs> the most Gen Z thing of all time. And, and <laughs> the kid being like, well, I don't know, man. Michael, uh, you know, it's only five people. I'm not saying he's not bad, but like <laughs> there's worse guys. <laughs> Which is essentially what we've been saying this whole time. It's true. (laughs) It's true. It's true. But it's, 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 but we also said like, if this was real life, like we wouldn't be saying that we wouldn't be like, Oh my God. But, um, I mean, that kid does have a point too. If like, cause everyone in this town for some reason is like, Oh God, Michael Myers. But although, you know what? I mean, there was some shit in our town growing up. Like you say those guys names and you're going to get like a weird reaction too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, but again, like this dude's been in prison for 40 years and is 61 years old. So the threat is not really there. (laughs) You would assume (laughs) fucking grandpa. Um, and then he blows up a pumpkin. Uh, That has nothing. Uh, then we meet Rocky Dennis from mask (laughs) who plays, uh, the most annoying kid in high school that we all knew. (laughs) We all knew a kid like this. He wa- he, we because Allison and her boyfriend are talking, and then this kid, fucking Rocky Dennis, shows up, and he starts kissing both of them. It was like, I love you guys so much. And I was like, oh, man. Like, <laughs> fucking. Oh, God, I hate you. Um, and then Lori shows up to her school. <laughs> Dude, Lori, Lori's standing outside like Michael stands outside in the first one. Fucking creep. And uh, far more ghastly. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, honestly, that would honestly scare me if I was like in, in class and I looked out the window and my grandmother was just standing, like sta- knowing exactly what room I was in at that very time and just staring in that direction. <laughs> Your grandma who like just keeps an arsenal of assault rifles and doesn't <laughs> speak to anyone. <laughs> Finally leaves her home just to stand outside the, your fucking window. I'm not. Go- I'm not leaving the school. I'm calling the fucking police. Yeah, agreed. Uh, but uh, Laura, she's just there to chat. Um, and they do have a nice talk until the daughter, the granddaughter, Allison, all of a sudden is like, "Yeah, wow, you're a real idiot," and uh, say goodbye to Michael and get over it. <laughs> Lori's like, "Okay, bye." <laughs> like, <laughs> That's their fucking exchange. And it's just like, holy shit. No wonder Lori doesn't fucking come out. Why Why would she come to dinner with these people? <laughs> like, like Lori is nuts in this movie, right? She's a little, she's a little bonkers, but you know, we don't, <laughs> no one treats nutsos like that. I don't know. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> Get over it. So what? You were almost murdered. <laughs> All your friends were killed in front of you. <laughs> uh, now, the one thing I will say is Lori does have a little bit of a right to be panicked because she's aware that they're transferring Michael. Agreed. Agreed. So, and but again, not really because really. <laughs> oh, no. Michael has made a prison break because that, that was the result of the first one. Okay. So, you can be panicked there. But again, like... <laughs> In Halloween yes, six, that is a good point. Yes. In Halloween six, you know, you have a real reason to be panicked if he's being transferred because literally every transfer leads with a bus crash and Michael killing like thirty five people. But right, right. That's why again eliminating those it takes the edge off. But it does. It does. But you it are right. Like like if somebody, you know, 
tried to kill you and then you've been paranoid your whole life and you hear the name again because the news is probably like oh this person's being transferred right sure sure it's it'll like, why trigger would that some even be on the news why would that even be on the news <laughs> it wouldn't <laughs> nobody's nobody's ever announced that <laughs> oh my god <laughs> um we get a little montage of the podcasters listening to fucking Loomis. So we don't avoid Loomis. <laughs> we still get some Loomis in here. And he's like, we must terminate Michael. <laughs> Smartest Dude, thing fucking you know Loomis ever said. You know, I, I honestly, I kind of like this. So John Carpenter, like, wrote a Loomis backstory. And, like, Loomis had a family and stuff. And Donald Pleasance was like, no, eliminate all of that. And just make him just equally as batshit as Michael Myers. And, like, as equally as mysterious as, as him. And, and and that's what they rolled with. And and that was all Donald Pleasance doing. Like, he, he wanted, he, he legitimately said he wanted Loomis to be as crazy as Michael was. Really? Yeah. That's cool. I like that. I mean, and that's what we got. <laughs> that's what we fucking got for five movies. <laughs> Cool. Thanks, Donald Pleasant. <laughs> um, and Loomis is like, we must terminate Michael. And um, while this is happening, we see Michael being moved and like random cuts to Lori holding guns and ripping nips in the car. <laughs> uh, it's very, very dramatic. Uh, and then we get this weird scene at dinner where they finally... Which, uh, you know, the mom, it, it was clear that the mom was lying about inviting grandma places, but then I guess she really did invite grandma to dinner. I, I don't know. Because um, Lori shows up drunk and then just starts crying, saying that she saw him. She saw the shape. And then she leaves because everyone's like, Lori, cut to shit. Stop. <laughs> and honestly, rightfully so at this time, because Michael hasn't escaped yet. She didn't see the shape. She's just fucking drunk and ruining dinner. <laughs> Please <laughs> the go. Olive Garden. Yeah. <laughs> the only person I do have an issue with is the uh, boyfriend looking at her like, holy fucking shit. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, dude, relax. Relax. Um, and then, and then even Judy Greer talks to the daughter and is like, I'm, gl- I'm glad you got to see that. I never told you how I spent my childhood. What? I feel like you should probably mention that at some point. Your daughter's like 18 years old. <laughs> what the fuck are you waiting for? <laughs> fuck. Uh, then we get a new montage of how Lori brought up her child and there's guns and traps. <laughs> <laughs> It looks pretty great. But then the DCF took the kid. <laughs> so <laughs> at 12, you know, <laughs> when she was giving the four-year-old a gun and telling her to kill Michael Myers, the DCF was fine with it. <laughs> but when she was old enough to actually take a pistol permit class, they decided, you know, this, hey, this, hey, hey, that's a great point. This is fucking nuts. What are you doing? <laughs> Honestly, very realistic, dude. <laughs> as a former, as a former educator, that that is that is how DCF operates. Dude, I was about to say that too. Holy shit, my ex is a school psychologist, and like you can't get DCF to do shit <laughs> except the fucking most bizarre cases, like the most and, normal and, and things the, of all time. And the kids, the kids will be like, "No, no, everything's fine." They're like, no, we gotta trust me. We gotta rip you away from your family right now. <laughs> This is the last fucking straw. They fed you fucking pasta. <laughs> Two nights in a row. The fuck? 
<laughs> Sick fucks. Oh, boy. Well, we cut to a grandpa and a kid. Uh, well, it's not a grandpa. It looks like a fucking grandpa, but it's this kid's dad. Which he, is- he's, <laughs> he is so, so fucking old, dude. When he called him dad, I was honestly floored. <laughs> what? <laughs> I wrote grandpa because of course you would write grandpa. And then he's like, dad. I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> the kid's like 12 and, and this, this man's at least 75. Yeah. Um. Also, the kid sounds like he's been smoking for like fucking twenty years. So maybe he is like forty. <laughs> <laughs> he just has the Andy Milanakis syndrome. <laughs> yeah, because he's like, hey, hey, dad, <laughs> hey, dad, I love dancing and uh, I hate hunting. And the dad's like, ah, oh, ba ba ba. And I, I, again, it was this weird like. I, I just felt so like this weird like, ha ha, get it, Gen Z. Like, do you know what I mean? I, I do, I do. And it was like, it's, kids it's, dance It's so now. unnecessary. Boys <laughs> dance, can you believe it in 2020? But it's like, you're aiming it to people that, yes, they do believe it, they understand yeah, that. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we, we live during it. Like, you know? <laughs> like it's not like a ha-ha joke. I don't, I, it was fucking bizarre to me to include yeah. that. Because <laughs> it, it is Agreed. very much like an, a nudge-nudge, like, can you believe this, boys? Dancing? <laughs> Anyway. Literally, everyone watching it is like, "What's what, what's so fucking weird about that?" You know, it's, <laughs> kidding me? Uh, yeah, I would much rather be dancing than hunting at three a.m. Yeah. in the fucking dark. Agreed. In the cold. With a fucking old idiot. Yeah, <laughs> my seventy-five-year-old dad. <laughs> Dude, my dad's sixty-six, and I hate doing things with him. Imagine being twelve and your fucking seventy-five-year-old dad's trying to take you hunting. <laughs> Uh, well, they, uh, they don't get to go hunting cause they see a bunch of people in white and a crashed bus. I do like this scene, um, because they kind of avoided the trope of the, like, we didn't have to sit through the whole bus thing, <laughs> you know, like, Hey, you in the back, sit down. What are you doing? Like <laughs> that bullshit. We don't have to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I mean, it's how, it's how Loomis is, or not Loomis is introduced, but when we see Loomis in the first one. He's going to get Michael, and that's what we see. We see people wandering around, and they're like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. So it was a ni- nice little homage. I didn't mind it. There's, there's a bunch of homages in this. Uh, some of them good. Some of them uh, unnecessary if you just included the second movie, um, and it would have made everything better. <laughs> but Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> hey, who am I to say? Uh, you know. So the dad goes out. The dad's like, wait here. He goes out with his gun. Then the kid goes out with his gun because dad's not showing up. He finds a bloody cop who's covered in blood. And he's like, run, dude, I'm out of there. I'm gone. Fucking forget it. Say no more. Dad's in the toilet of his years anyways. That'd be the first thing on my mind. My dad's 75 years old. Like He lived a good life. I'm fucking booking it. I'm 12. Quite honestly, if you're 75 and you're seeing this and you're not like your radars aren't going off to like get the fuck out of there, that's on you, man. Like you, (laughs) you've seen some shit, you know, you have, you have uh, an understanding that something bad is happening. You should probably just get the fuck out of there. Um, He does not have that though. Um, The kid though also doesn't have that because then he, after seeing a cop who's like, wrong, (laughs) fucking covered in blood. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go check out this bus where I hear weird noises. 
Um, <laughs> and goes on the bus and ends up shooting Dr. Sartan or whatever the fuck his name is. Unfortunately not killing him. Unfortunately not killing him. Which is insane because he shoots him in the fucking shoulder. And, um, and, and my, but the best part is Dr. Sartan. <laughs> this is like, this is the least... <laughs> If somebody's coming into the bus with a gun, here's how you don't approach them. Jump out from behind a seat <laughs> and scream, don't you? Like, really fucking. Dude, just stay where you are and be like, help me. And somebody will walk towards you, you know? <laughs> Jumps out, fucking jump scares a kid. <laughs> it's fucking insane. And, like, obviously he knows he has a gun because he screams, don't shoot. <laughs> Just stay behind the chair and be like, hey, I'm behind the chair. I'm handcuffed. Uh, please, I'm not a threat. I'm going to stand up slowly. Do not shoot me. Yeah. yeah. I wish he just jumps, jumps out and was like, boogie, boogie, boogie. <laughs> I just wallow. And then knowing what we know about Sartan after, like that, that would have that fit his character so perfect. Oh, man. The kid goes back to his car, though, and uh, Michael kills him. Michael, Michael, okay, wait, let's, he goes into his car, he gets into the driver's seat, he's about to start the car. I have serious umbrage with this. Uh, I have, this is where the majority of my problems start. Why, why would anyone, Michael Myers, you, me, anyone, that's escaping from their, their, constrains their, their prison lockdown. Why would he get into the backseat of a car and just fucking sit there while the keys were left in it and just sit there in hopes that the person that drives it comes back in so they can kill them and then drive away. It's the fucking most asinine thing I've ever seen or ever heard of in any movie. Does that make any sense to you? This is one of the dumbest scenes. And um, for everything you said, it makes no fucking sense whatsoever. Waiting in the backseat... Meanwhile, everyone outside is like, run for your life. (laughs) Like, odds are the kid's going to fucking run. It's the only thing that makes fucking sense. And to wait. And by the way, in every other Michael movie we've seen him in, he drives a fucking car. And I mean, obviously, he drives the car in this one, too. He would just be fucking gone. You know what I mean? He does it. Dude, he does it in the first one. So you couldn't even eliminate that part. No. The first one, he just... He doesn't even kill the... The first one, it's it's Loomis and, and, and the woman nurse in, that he steals the car from. He doesn't even kill them. He just steals the car and drives away. Because it's a That's waste all he wants of his fucking do. time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, so, so if killing them is a waste of time, how much of a waste of time is it to just sit in the back seat and hope, hope that somebody comes in the front? Never, to- never heard anything so stupid. <laughs> and, and, and here's the thing. You know, I think that they were trying to set this up as like a... Because, like, you don't see a lot of kid ki- deaths, right? So, I think they no. were trying to set this up as, like, look how brutal we're going to make this movie, right? And, and But the thing is, the rest of the movie, he never even goes after children. And he has opportunities to murder children and doesn't. And but Not only does he have opportunities to murder children, he could have snapped Laurie Strode's neck at, at least six different times and chose <laughs> not to. Like, she... Like, he had Lori in her clutches and doesn't even do a fucking thing about it. Imagine being Lori in training for 40 years and then leaning your ear up against a door to the, <laughs> to the outside where you know where you know Michael is. 
you literally have a security system with cameras all over your house, and you're like, oh, let me put my ear up to the door. See and, if I can and hear you have a, <laughs> And you have a bunker, which which we see you go to here. Like, an escape room, or a panic room, whatever you call it. Shit pisses me off. Um, but, like, you know, if you're going to go with, like, Michael will kill anybody for fun, which is what this is, right? Like, it, you can't tell me anything different. Or else it doesn't make any sense. The point is, okay, maybe Michael kills for fun, which again, doesn't really make a ton of sense to the first movie. But if you're going to go with that, why wouldn't he have killed the baby? Why wouldn't he have killed like many of the people he passes in this? He walks up to two kids on the street. Yes. It's it's a trick or treating. Yep. Could just walk by and slash like, you know, left a trail of carnage. Yep. So we're an hour into this episode. (laughs) <laughs> we are about five minutes into the fucking movie. Uh, what'd you think of the length of this movie, by the way? Um, I mean, I didn't enjoy the movie, so <laughs> uh, any anything under two hours is nice. So, so we can give them credit for that. I'll give them credit, but it could have you could have chopped off fifteen minutes of this for sure. <laughs> um, there's just like a lot. Uh, it's whatever. Anyway. So Michael's now on the loose. He's killed a kid. Um, doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, th- and this is the start of them ramping up Michael's brutality. Um, and and not really making much sense. Uh, whatever happens. <laughs> what, everything that happens moving forward is kind of um, mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. One funny thing in this is whenever the cops show up, these are the calmest police I've ever seen. And this is in Little Haddonfield. You know what I mean? And every time the cops show up, dude, they find this murder scene of the bus. And they're like, "Um, all right, we got an officer down. Um, Got some bodies here. (laughs) What the fuck? And it happens later, too. They, They find a guy whose head was smashed. Like a grape, and the cops are like, oh, "We got a dead body over here." Like you would be throwing up, you would... <laughs> fucking carnage. <laughs> oh, we just got a man dead. Don't know the cause of death. <laughs> Could be anything, really. Looks like a fucking anvil fell on him. <laughs> and, and, and and I know we're gonna talk about this scene, but why would you assume like? <laughs> Like that person got run over or something. Why would you assume it was somebody's foot? Like, like, why would you assume Myers was behind? Also, you wouldn't assume it's a foot because when Michael Michael can't get to the basement where these people are hiding, and if he could crush a skull with one step, (laughs) he could easily put his fucking foot through some wood boards, (laughs) just stomp his way into the basement. It's so stupid. Anyway, the cops discuss Myers, and it's been 40 years to the day, of course. Um, we see the podcasters gassing up. And and here's... I do like this scene. I like... Well, mm, 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 mm. Okay. I like... I like the lead up to this scene. I like Michael being in the background of every shot in this scene. Okay. I, I dug that, because he's in white. And like he's just in the background, blurred. Like you can you you don't see him that well. Like the guy's pumping gas, and you just see this guy in all white walking by, right? And it's Michael in his fucking outfit. Then the guy goes into pay, and you see him s- subtly in the background, 
breaking somebody's face um, in the background. Um, but it's very like subtle. It's a small little in the corner of the screen. It's those are cool elements. Um, I don't. So so they they make them subtle sometimes. But right before this, they're at the the cemetery, right? Michael is as subtle as a fucking nail to the head. <laughs> Michael, Michael is standing like close to a tree, but not behind a tree. Like anybody, anybody in that vicinity would have seen him standing there and been alarmed by it. And then it just cuts to the gas station scene, which is something that happens throughout the rest of the movie, where he's either hiding very well, like behind a <laughs> four foot mannequin somehow, <laughs> or He's just standing out in the open, like next to a tree, and somebody being like, "Hey, what are you doing over there?" It's like, <laughs> what is it? Is Michael stealthy, or you know what I mean? Like, what what is yeah. Michael? Is he a stealth killer, or is he just like trying to intimidate you? And I guess it just he just decides randomly. <laughs> One thing I did not like about this gas station scene is it has the stupidest like red herring fake out. When when the guy's pumping the gas, he's just staring at that old lady. That old lady is she's literally just a disgusting freak because she doesn't come back into play and, and she's creeping out the podcast. Yeah, who who just met with serial killers? But this lady just like looking at him. He's like, oh, something's amiss here. What the hell? <laughs> That's so funny. His, his whole craft is based around like s- genuine psychopaths, <laughs> and then just some like toothless, old, harmless ladies <laughs> giving him the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> He's like, "I gotta get the fuck out of here." <laughs> She's not chained up to a chessboard. I can't. I can't taunt her with her fucking <laughs> weapon of choice or whatever. Um, I wish he started screaming at her. Sorry, stop that. <laughs> Say something! <laughs> oh my I'm gonna start saying that, dude. I'm gonna start doing that. Anytime somebody looks at me long. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, the girl goes to take a fucking shit, and uh, <laughs> are you are you sure? I think that's just how they go to the bathroom. <laughs> I, I when I wrote the note, I wrote shit in it, and it made me laugh. And I was like, I'm gonna make sure I say that. <laughs> Actually, my note is: girl goes to take a huge shit. <laughs> shit is all capitalized. <laughs> and Michael comes in, um, <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, taunts her because he knows she's in there, and yet opens up every door and like <laughs> plays fucking dumb, and. Um, the, the male podcaster notices something's up. <laughs> well, <laughs> wait, let me rephrase that. The other podcaster uh, goes into the where a man who's running the register is just laying face down in a pool of his own blood. <laughs> but that doesn't catch his attention. <laughs> so he goes to find the mechanic who's butt naked and has his head smashed in. And then he's like, wait a minute. <laughs> I think these guys are dead. <laughs> what in the world? Because... Because there's no doubt he saw that first guy, right? Because yes. I thought the same thing. Like, like, why didn't he run out of there screaming for his co-host? Be like, let's get the fuck out of here. Instead, he goes into the mechanic. <laughs> Unless they're trying to pass off that he didn't see them. But, like, he did, No, right? he definitely saw him. He definitely saw him. I think we were supposed to believe that he was like, well, maybe he's sleeping. <laughs> 
never seen a clearer dead body from any angle. Like, like, could you imagine if you and I were at a gas station and like you walked in and saw somebody had just recently been murdered? You'd be running out of there screaming my name. Be like, get the fuck, like, let's go. Like, I would get in the car with that toothless old woman and be like, we gotta go. We gotta fucking go. <laughs> Um, but that's not what he does. He finds the mechanic and then still doesn't run away screaming. He instead is like, I better go <laughs> to the fucking ladies room and get my coat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, in the ladies room, Michael is shaking the woman's door, the bathroom stall door. Sh- she's just like, um, somebody's in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, he knows, he knows. Um, <laughs> And then he does uh, another, you know, very Michael Myers-esque thing by reaching over the stall door and just dropping teeth over the fucking floor. Are you being serious? No. I'm being very sarcastic. It's the most insane thing I've ever seen. Least Michael Myers thing. Fucking insane. Um, and, And... and I mean, none of this is Michael. I, I I mean, I guess I shouldn't say that. But for this Michael Myers, a guy who clearly just kills at will and does whatever the fuck he wants, why wouldn't he just rip the door off and kill her? Right? Um, exactly. Why would he play with her? Playing with her. Also, why did he? Why did he remove somebody's teeth? <laughs> so much time and effort. <laughs> Keep them as a souvenir. <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, chaos ensues. The other podcaster shows up. Michael starts smashing his head into the wall. This girl now has, like, all the time in the world to run away and leave. Um, instead, she doesn't. <laughs> she got a wipe, dude. <laughs> Michael kills her, too. Um, but, but again, like, the brutality is different from person to person. So, for her, he just strangles her. Because, you know. Yeah. He's had enough bashing heads in the walls, I guess. I also love that the dude uh, podcaster still tries to get him to talk. <laughs> like, like, he comes and he's like, sorry, so like, Dude, that was, fucking nuts. that was fucking nuts. That was fucking nuts. And Michael gets his mask back conveniently, which is... Which, which he finds in that guy's trunk. Like, why? He <laughs> like, checks the like, trunk. <laughs> Like if if you just committed a mass murder again and you're on the lam, why are you going to this guy's trunk? <laughs> it's fucking baffling. It's fucking baffling. And, and and he gets the fucking mask and I guess probably the car, but we don't see Michael drive a car. No, we don't. In this one, so ah uh, well, uh, Jamie Lee shows up to her daughter's house screaming at her and calling her stupid. Um, <laughs> Because she's like, Michael's loose. Which, by the way, now at this point, right? Now at this point, Jamie Lee is v- a little bit validated right now. Because Michael is Great. fucking loose. And so for her to go to her daughter's house screaming and being like, we got to get the fuck out of here. like, And the daughter's like, don't be a fucking idiot. <laughs> that is a little weird. That's a little weird. Every, I mean, everyone in the town should be a little bit afraid if a mass murderer had fucking Agreed. gotten loose. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm with you because that's probably the most notorious thing that's ever happened in that town. And everyone should be on lockdown. Like, hey, yes. this guy might be coming back. Yes. Um, especially because he was. Yeah, it's it, uh, yeah, it's insane. And, you know, honestly, even maybe the news of the murders had already happened at this point of the gas station murders. Um, but we don't know. Michael's out. He's out. He's on the loose. Uh, we get a little homage to Halloween 2 here 
with three kids wearing the, or no, Halloween three rather. No, Halloween two first. And then we'll get uh, homage to Halloween three when the kids are wearing the masks, the, the silver, silver shamrock. shamrock. Yeah. yeah, which is cool. Um, but, but this is not homage to Halloween two, which is literally a recreation of a, a scene, <laughs> the opening scene from Halloween two. Um, where he goes into this woman's house where the TV's on in the background, she's making a sandwich and he kills her. I think, I think he ignores the baby in that second one too. Yeah, no, he definitely doesn't kill a baby. I would say no, no, he definitely doesn't kill it. But I think that baby is in Halloween too, that he walks by. Um, Ah. if, if it's not, that's fine. But I think it's in there, but for this Halloween, I probably would have omitted it because Michael appears to kill whoever the fuck <laughs> is around in the vicinity just for fun. So why wouldn't he have killed the fucking baby? You know what I mean? Like by, by letting him kill that kid. I, I agree. I agree. I, I'm glad he didn't like that would piss me off, oh, but me what's, but what's the point? Like uh, you're hundred percent right. Like what's the point of setting him up? Being like, oh, he's ruthless, like nobody's safe. And then just having him be like, eh, sleep well, little guy. Yeah. Walk on to the next house. By allowing him to kill that kid as his first fucking kill, you open up this, like, why would he let anyone live? <laughs> what, 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 you know what I mean? Like, by crossing that line, you've opened it up. And there's a little bit of like, um, like pro wrestling kayfabe logic here where you're just like you know what i mean like they protect themselves from things like this <laughs> like they're like don't yeah. do that because then none of this makes sense <laughs> and for whatever reason in this movie they just were they they didn't think that way and they had him kill a kid in the first fucking scene <laughs> in the first death scene he murders a child and why would he do anything different after that why wouldn't he just kill literally every person he ran into agreed but um, we'll see that a couple more times. So that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fucking neat. Um, uh, another scene, he walks up to a window um, of some lady who's like, oh, I'm really scared of this guy who's loose. And then he walks in and fucking smashes her face on like, I don't even know, like the back of a couch <laughs> type of situation. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck it is. It's fucking brutal, though, and stabs her in the neck. And she's dead. And that was just like a yeah, I mean, random kill. That kill, like, I, I didn't mind this part, you know, because it, it's setting up like he's a psychopath. I mean, ignoring what we just talked about with the baby. But, like, he's just going into random homes for really no reason. He's just, just to announce he's back, I guess. That's fine if we're going to set that up, right? Like, if we're going to go that route, that's fine. The kills were cool. But, like, it's a mixed bag of what Michael yes. does and why. And it it kills the, like the psychology of it. Cause you just, he should just be killing yes. everyone. He should just be killing everyone. If, 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 if that's, if that's what you're telling us, <laughs> which, which they are, yeah. but then, but then as we find out, he's still just on that one mission to find Jamie, which again, or why, why does he know that she's there? Like, and how, and what's the point of it? Joe, he's in the back seat. <laughs> with Laurie Strode's granddaughter and instead of just killing her and then 
killing whoever's in the front seat. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I know I was saving it for when we get there. All he had to do was turn around, snap her neck, and then kill the guy in the front. Because the guy in the front the guy in the front, as we'll talk about, would have like had a boner at that point. Oh my like, god. Like, oh god, it's happening. Like the fucking Thank God you just did that. Like, it, it, he wouldn't have tried to stop him. He would have been very happy about it. Yes. Why Why did he go after that first? Unless our Loomis theory is correct. <laughs> like, he's just like, like you know what? I've, I've had enough. <laughs> like, after 40 years, I cannot wait to fucking kill you. All right. Here's a question. Well, who who would you rather be who would you rather be stuck in a prison cell with interviewing you every fucking day? Loomis or Sartain? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I hate Sartain, so probably Loomis. Probably <laughs> fucking Loomis. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but again, dude, Sartain was handcuffed in a bus that Michael Myers was on that we saw already. Why didn't Myers just kill him then? And why was why was he handcuffed? <laughs> <laughs> he, wait, maybe he was he's handcuffed, not a doctor. Right? Maybe he's not a doctor. Maybe he's is a fucking he's, patient. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like yeah, it. unfortunately, but that's ru- that's ruined because it's ruined because he interviewed the podcasters. <laughs> so like, yeah, you're right. You're but right. had they left that out, we could have left that open to interpretation, which I would have been like actually cool with. <laughs> <laughs> it's another psychopath, <sighs> man. Um, yeah. So we got a few dead bodies at this point. Um. Here's my note where I was like, why does he want to kill Lori? I kind of like started really dwelling on uh, all the movies, Um, the original, um, the zombie movies. And I just, I was like, why why does he want to kill Lori? But I guess the answer was varied. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But now in this movie, it's even more confusing because he really has no reason, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. If you like, I said before, if you're going off the first one, she was just kind of there. Like he was at his old house, and she showed up, and then that's when he starts following her around. So why would he still want to do that? Yeah, yeah. We meet um, Vicky, Allison's friend, who's a babysitter and the cutest, funniest kid of all time, and genuinely the best part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> the comic relief, uh, who's legitimate comic relief, and. Um, we get to see him for a total of like five minutes, so whatever. Um, now this kid notices a light on in his closet when he goes to bed, uh, 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 and again in a in a baffling <laughs> display of what is Michael Myers, what is he doing, and what are his plans. Uh, this <laughs> this event at this home uh, boggles, <laughs> like destroys any chance that you had of trying to explain to me what Michael was doing. <laughs> This movie, like if you were going to email me and be like, well, he's actually doing this. He's a serial killer, right? Uh, no, <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> because the kid he kills at first is like the same age as the kid that's being babysat. Yes. And Michael is just like hiding in his closet <laughs> playing peekaboo. For like a fucking hour. <laughs> <laughs> Easily could have dispatched that entire house in minutes. Had he just like come out of the closet while the kid was laying there, killed him, gone downstairs and killed everyone else. But that's not what we'll find. So um, the the babysitter and her boyfriend are there. Um, she tells him, you are so getting dry fucked tonight, which 
It's the least What's appealing thing I've ever yeah, heard. Dude, I, fucking honestly, I, honestly, just go home. I'd fucking <laughs> smash my pumpkin because he's carrying a pumpkin. I would just smash it on the kitchen floor and leave. Yeah, th- thanks for the warning. I'm just, I'm fucking, fucking masturbate. <laughs> Yeah, cool. Uh, sounds <laughs> fucking great. <laughs> oh, man. Um, the kid comes running down. I saw someone in the hallway standing by my door. Um, that doesn't add up, but that's fine. Uh, Vicky and the, the little kid go to inspect the bedroom. There's nothing there. Um, and that's because Michael is in the closet. She opens the door and he slashes the babysitter. Stabs the shit out of her. Um, and the last thing we see here is uh, her boyfriend grabbing a knife and being like, I'll save you. <laughs> Just fucking weird. Um, Doesn't she try to run away but slips slips because she's wearing socks on the hardwood floor? Yes. That's like, <laughs> yes. like my favorite thing ever. Also the most realistic thing in any of the movies. <laughs> if, if you're going to talk about um, uh, uh, a victim slipping while while being chased <laughs> this is the only one that's ever made sense in the history of movies <laughs> shoot socks okay. on a hardwood floor you're fucking done you're fucking toast <laughs> oh man um so now Lori and the cop uh <laughs> Lori somehow has access to the police scanners i know you can buy a home police scanner that's fine whatever Lori has one and her and the cop show up to the same house uh, where a call for a domestic uh, dispute has been made. Um, and is this a little homage to Halloween 1, maybe? A little bit? Uh, the girl being covered in a ghost sheet? I would say so. Yeah, that's cool. Um, also, why did Michael do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess... <laughs> I guess that's a good point. We're complaining about it in this one, but in the first one, uh, he's already in the house and already dismantled everyone else. <laughs> Why are you just standing there breathing hard? <laughs> Wait, no, here, but in the first one, that costume's already made, right? Like the other guy's yeah. wearing it. Yeah, yeah. So he takes the costume, but in this one, he murdered the girl and then was like, I've got a great idea. I'm going to make a fucking spooky ghost costume for her, <laughs> for her dead body and prop her up. Why would he do that? It's fucking insane. That <laughs> it's fucking nuts. Um, the boyfriend's also hanging by uh, just a single knife to the neck, which is that's wild. It's impressive, but also happens in the first one too. Oh, is does it? You remember he lifts the boyfriend up, oh. and just stabs him. And oh they, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just, he's just hanging there. So that is like a, that's a full like homage to the first full homage. One. Yeah, yeah. Is it homage or homage? Who cares? All right, let's just. I think it's like tomato, tomato. Which have you ever yeah. heard somebody say tomato? Never. Okay. I, I would honestly correct them, dude. That, that's a great point. That's a great point. People, people, people say that like oh, tomato, tomato. Like, like you could say it either way. Right? Like, I would be like, why are you, why are you talking like that? Someone said tomato. <laughs> a fucking idiot would say it. Like, I feel like Paul would call it a tomato. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, well, Lori uh, sees Michael hanging out around the house. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking shoots him and hits him. She does hit him. But he's gone. He's gone after that. Oh, boy. 
I love right before she shoots him, she's just pointing a gun. It's, she's, just, she's just a civilian. She's not law enforcement. She's just pointing a gun at trick-or-treaters. <laughs> <laughs> she's running around a neighborhood, which quite frankly uh, should have been shut down. But, you know, <laughs> whatever. Um, yeah, running around with gun in a residential neighborhood. Um, but, you know. Well, after that, they have a little huddle. Um, and, and the doctor shows up and he's like, oh my God, Laurie Strode. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he, he tells the cops, he's like, Hey, just so you know, Michael's state property. He can't be, Are you fucking kidding me? What the, f- <laughs> <laughs> what kind of fucking logic is that? That's the most insane fucking logic I've ever heard. Uh, ay, ay, ay. But uh, Lori shows up to her daughter's house. This is the scene where she's like, it's not safe here. The daughter freaks out. The husband freaks out. They're like, oh, my God. Where's Allison? No idea. She's MIA because uh, at the dance, her boyfriend uh, threw her phone into a pot of (laughs) chili or something. (laughs) It was like punch. (laughs) It's definitely not chili. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine serving chili at a high school dance. (laughs) Fucking stinking there. <laughs> Everyone just shitting their pants. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that idea tickles me so much. Dude, if I if I were principal of a school, I would 100% like try to just fuck with it a little bit. Like, we're serving a giant batch of chili tonight for the fucking dance. Everyone would be so full. <laughs> this would be such heavy dancing. A little bloated. <laughs> Sweating. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So fucking gross. So many farts. Oh my god. I don't know why this is so funny to me. All right. Oh my god. Because you know what the problem is the guys, the men, the males in the dance would 100%. Like, I would definitely be like, you get a little hungry and you'd just be like, I need some fucking chili. Like,. There's been a million parties I've been at where there was just like some foul food there that shouldn't have been served. And then you just like, you get a little drunk, <laughs> like a little hungry and you just yeah. house it. <laughs> you eat it all. Yeah. <laughs> you regret it immediately. <laughs> Happens all the time. <laughs> oh man. Anyway. Um, so they can't get a hold of Allison and she's walking home. Rocky Dennis is like trying to walk her home and uh, he tries to steal a little smooch from her. Uh <laughs> Which is fucking bizarre. And even she finds it very bizarre. And she's like, what is wrong with you? You're an idiot. Um, <laughs> and, and then they let this idiot try his hand at comedy. And that goes that goes over like a fucking fart in church. He, he's, he's like. Is that, a, is, is that a saying? I mean, my grandpa used to say it. <laughs> I can't, never heard that in my life. You never have went over like a fart in church. No. <laughs> I think it's a thing. Um, so he asked Paul's dad about the time he farted during Christmas mass. Wait, what? <laughs> I said, let's get, let's get Paul's dad on about the time Paul farted during Christmas. Mass. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. How mad his dad was. <laughs> so it was audible. <laughs> no, no, dude. <laughs> There's a smell. 
<laughs> oh my god well this kid tries his hand at comedy and he, it's it's fucking awful he's like he's like laying in the grass because she like leaves him she's like don't talk to me you're gross and he's like laying in the grass of somebody else's lawn he's like don't leave me here i'm drunk i had girls dancing i mean first of all you didn't no girl was dancing <laughs> on you you fucking fucking big-headed weirdo you f- 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 mutt and then he's like i think he says and they were feeding me guacamole it did it sounded like they were like ad lib some funny stuff like and this is what we got and it was just like what the fuck is happening <laughs> also maybe right under chili is guacamole <laughs> a fucking dance. <laughs> oh man uh and then he starts talking to michael who's not hiding He's just next to a tree. <laughs> yep. Um, I didn't mind this scene, though, uh, outside of the tree thing, because uh, we get this weird motion light thing where the motion lights are activating and then deactivating and Michael kind of moving while the lights are off and getting closer to him and creeping him out. Um, but, y- y- you know, no matter how drunk I was, I'm fucking out of there, man. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Um, and he's like, Mr. F- Whatever the guy's name is. Mr. Fezziwig, what are you doing out here? <laughs> Mr. Fezzy. Isn't that the guy's name from Christmas Carol? I think so. <laughs> oh, man. Michael kills him, though. Um, and impa- he's impaled, like, on the fence. His face is impaled on the fence. It's a, it's a cool kill. Uh, I, honestly, most of the kills were pretty cool in it. It's just why they were happening doesn't make a ton of sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, including this one, I don't even know why he's around these people, but he is. Um, Allison sees Michael for the first time, and we're finally off to the races. And we get that new Halloween song, um, this new score that was in this movie. And I really liked it. What Do you know what I'm talking about where they added that? Like, I do. I, I dug it. I, I, I think it ended at it added a like a real sense of dread. I didn't. I didn't feel as strongly as you do, but um, I didn't, you know, dislike it. All right, fine. Did John Carpenter write it or no? <laughs> I don't know. Never know what that fucking wackadoo. <laughs> 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 Let's look up uh, Halloween twenty eighteen soundtrack. It's probably not him. I feel like uh, he tries to John Carpenter. Confirmed in October 2017 that he had a deal to score the 2018 release. So maybe all music is all music is composed by Carpenter. Wow, cool. That's cool. I like that song. Um, I'm I'm surprised it was him though, but I mean, I guess I shouldn't be. Um, he was like, I need more songs for my weird live show <laughs> where <laughs> where I just play clips of movies in the background. I would go see that in a second. I would too. I'm knocking it, but it, I, I would go see it for sure. But it is it's a little odd. <laughs> um, he's so old and so silly looking. Um, <laughs> it's just funny. All right. Um, what happens next? The police. Uh, the police. Oh, The police have decided to bring this family that is being hunted, which they don't know that they're being hunted because Michael has not approached them yet. (laughs) But (laughs) 
<laughs> We're assuming they're hunting the Strodes, uh, which is an odd assumption to make. Uh, and the police said, you know what we should do is bring them to Lori's house. <laughs> because that's where it's safe. <laughs> We're talking about people with access to a police department (laughs) and cells and a police house. Um, And they're like, let's bring her to Lori's weird fucking (laughs) house. And that's where they go. That's where they go. (laughs) Uh, The cop picks up. The cop picks up Dr. Sartan. Sartan or Satan? I don't know. Whatever his name is. The cops pick him up at some point. I don't even know how that happens. Do you? Is it even worthwhile to know? I swear he just ends up in the fucking no, car. I just, I just knew. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I just know that he just somehow ends up with uh, Will Patton. Yeah, it's fucking weird. They pick up Allison, and he's just—they're just all in the car together, <laughs> and they're our new crew. Which, by the by the way, Will Patton, Will Patton's character is the one that arrested Michael in 1978. I dig that. I like this little addition. I also like that he is. Uh, uh, thinking clearly, and it's like, we're just going to fucking kill him. I'm going to run him over, and then I'm going to fucking blow his brains out. <laughs> yeah. um, so he runs Michael over, uh, throws him, throws him a few yards. Uh, and and in the oddest scene uh, ever, in any movie, in movie history, <laughs> the cop gets out, and he's like, I'm going to fucking kill him. And the doctor's like, uh, and pulls out this James Bond villain pen knife <laughs> that has literally never been in this world ever. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls it out and stabs the cop in the neck. This was the scene that stuck out to me the most when I first watched it in theaters and it stuck with me since because I fucking hated it so much. Like, like everything that had taken me out of the movie prior to this moment doesn't even compare to how much this has taken me out of the movie at this point. No, it it is, um, it's baffling. <laughs> but is it as baffling as we see from the girl's point of view who's locked in the backseat of the cop car? <laughs> she does, she sees no movement happening. And then all of a sudden, idiot, <laughs> the idiot doctor... <laughs> Pops up wearing Michael's mask. <laughs> like, he is... And, and literally shaking his head like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like the most Rob Zombie... This might be an homage to Rob Zombie, because it's the most Rob Zombie scene in the fucking movie. <laughs> Makes no fucking sense. And you got this doctor who now has a sling on. Another cop's coat to keep him warm. <laughs> like... <laughs> Draped over his shoulders like you would do to your date who's cold. And now he's got Michael Myers' mask on. (laughs) Fucking silliest looking idiot in the world. (laughs) Uh, And then he he drags Michael over to the car and he's like, make room for my patient. (laughs) And he puts Michael in the cop car with Allison uh, in the back seat. Um, It's insane. And they're driving. And Allison tricks the doctor in the, the most easiest, uh, cartoonish, Scooby-Doo-ass way I've ever seen. Because she's like, um, hey, did I tell you Michael said something to me? And the doctor basically slams on the brake and is like, what the fuck did he say to you? <laughs> that was a spit take. <laughs> he 
really does. He's like, what do you mean? What did he say? Tell me what the fuck he said. And she's like, well, I'm only going to tell you if you'll stop and let me out. And he's like, oh, God damn it. And he like fucking stops the car. And you're like, what the fuck? How is this possible? Um, it's fucking insane. Uh, Michael uh, kills the doctor by uh, while they're stopped. Michael wakes up. And of course, instead of killing Allison, who is right next to him and very killable, he <laughs> he somehow smashes through the back seat of a cop car, smashing the doctor <laughs> into the steering wheel. How can people say this is the second best one? Every, there's so much stupidity involved in every fucking scene. Every scene. Every fucking scene. Um, Allison gets away somehow. Michael then stomps on the doctor's head and fucking explodes it like a fucking pumpkin. Like, just fucking smashes it. It explodes. Um, yeah, it's insane. There's also two cops here in this scene where it doesn't really matter. They're just, it's supposed to be comic relief and it is, it's fucking rough. It's fucking rough. <laughs> fucking rough talking about bon me and it's just like who the fuck wrote this who who the fuck wrote this especially because these two cops are just going to die off screen we don't even get to see it and that's the end of that um that's what you get when the guy who made pineapple express and your highness you know direct this movie and people were like this is gonna be brilliant because remember jordan (laughs) peele remember jordan peele made a horror movie it's like yeah well Jordan Peele is a fucking brain. <laughs> is it Jordan Peele? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this guy made this guy made the sitter, you know. <laughs> Classic Jonah Hill babysitter flick. Okay. I, I had to think for a minute. yeah. <laughs> anyway, um at the house, uh Lori, her daughter, and her son in law are all kinda hunkered down in there in their bunker and they see a cop car pull up to the house. So the father goes out to check on it when he opens the, I don't know why you would do this. Like you're bunkered down for a reason. Um, and when he opens the car door, the cops are dead and one has been turned into a jack-o'-lantern with a mag. <laughs> a mag lantern. You know, I can't stop thinking about how we just watched Michael Myers curb stomp a guy till his head exploded. And not, I shouldn't say that. Not till his head exploded. He did it once and his head exploded. Yes. Like, like at least if he did it multiple times and then his head exploded, you'd be like, okay, maybe. Once once his head exploded. It's like a water balloon. Why isn't why why is he not just kicking things? <laughs> he's basically a superhero. Like <laughs> like if he were a Marvel character from like the sixties, he'd probably be called like Leadfoot or something. <laughs> um, well, Michael kills the dad too here, um, which no one gives a shit about. Cause that guy was so well, fucking irritating. <laughs> the strongest man, man in the world from uh, Pete and Pete. Oh, that's fucking right. Somebody said that to us and I, I didn't realize that until they had said it to me. Yeah, that that's, yeah, that makes sense. And now he's talking about his penis and peanut butter on it, which, <laughs> good for him. Fucking good for him. <laughs> oh man. Um if I made if I made the sequel to this, which I think they're gonna make two to this, technically. They're making yes. Halloween kills and another one. If I were gonna do it, um, and I made this piece of shit, uh, 
and I started making the next one, I'd be like, you know what? Let's, I'm just going to do something stupid. I'm going to say that this one starts halfway through (laughs) Halloween 2018 (laughs) and just rewrite it from there. (laughs) I like it. Um, it's not what they're going to do though. Um, of course not. Imagine that's what they were gonna do. Fucking, I'd be all. Never heard anything. Never heard anything so ridiculous in my life. Are you sure? Because right now is when Lori. Sean, Sean, yes. Hold on. I want. I want to stay on that. Can you imagine? I want this to happen so badly. Can you imagine ignoring all the sequels to a film and then making a sequel and then making a sequel to the sequel, but only having it take place from halfway through the. the the first sequel and ignoring everything that came after it. That, that's dude, that's so chaotic. I can't even all the rules are just thrown out. That's what, you might as well at this point. Who the fuck I agree. Dude, dude, I agree. I agree. Like, yeah, this sequel is only this is a true sequel, but it only takes place after the first 15 minutes of the next sequel. And also includes uh 15 minutes from Halloween 3 <laughs> are now canon to this sequel. <laughs> Fucking chaos, dude. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah, but it's not as stupid as what's about to happen because <laughs> Lori has been training to kill Michael Myers for 40 years. Her house is set. There's booby traps. There's everything. And <laughs> Michael My- the first time Michael Myers steps foot on her front porch, he, he grabs Lori Strode. And Lori Strode should be toast in this <laughs> Fucking good job, Lori. You've wasted your entire life. Because <laughs> you had to put your ear to the door. Are you fucking insane. Have you ever seen somebody lean so far into the door? And I'm giving her credit by saying she was putting her ear to the door to listen. I don't even think that's what she was doing. I think she was just like, I'm going to stand real close to this fucking door. So I'm ready for him. Uh, But she gets out because she fucking somehow shoots his hand off. Dude, right? It gets like blown off. Blows off like four fingers. <laughs> and he's uh, and that's that's real funny because we watch him like wrap both fing- both hands around her neck four more times in the next five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And then um, she somehow loses track of Michael. <laughs> from I don't know. <laughs> She's constantly going in and out of that bunker. That just seems like illogical, right? Yeah, like what's the point of building a panic room if you're not going to barricade dude, yourself in there? I've never seen more people go in and out of a bunker in my life. <laughs> <laughs> They're so willy-nilly about it, and it takes so long for it to open and fucking close. <laughs> it defeats the purpose. Can you imagine like a, a like World War II bunker just walking in and out of it just, at will? Yeah, well, let me go check to see if the nukes <laughs> dropped yet. <laughs> oh, yep, they're dropping right now. The fuck? <laughs> oh my god so um he, michael is in the house um she she just knows this oh because there's blood everywhere there's a trail of blood um and she's sweeping the house closing these giant metal doors um after she clears each room um which 
that's I can't even imagine the amount of money that would cost. But they're like these <laughs> automatic metal doors that come and lock down. Um, she finally gets to a room where Michael has taken the liberty to set up a bunch of mannequins. Now, if you're going to argue with me <laughs> that he didn't set them up, there's fucking blood all over him. He touched them all. Even if he didn't set them up, why was he just fucking touching? Yeah, <laughs> touching just rubbing his hands all over. <laughs> I don't know which one would piss me off more. <laughs> if he was like, I'll set up all these mannequins. It, or just it would be the latter. It would be the latter. Because at least, at least the first one, you're like, okay, this guy's out of his mind. But then, why are you just touching everything? <laughs> Oh man, and she looks. She's uh, she's looking, but she never shoots. Like you know, she's like just staring at this closet door, and you're expecting him to be behind it. Just fucking shoot. I mean, maybe she's trying to not reveal her location or something. I don't know. Um, doesn't matter because then Michael pops out from behind a mannequin, <laughs> seven foot tall man hiding behind four foot mannequin. Uh. <laughs> Fucking insane. Oh, God. And uh, Michael throws, uh, fight ensues. Michael throws fucking Jamie Lee fucking right out of a balcony. Dude, for somebody that's 57, she could take some lumps. Bro, <laughs> you throw a 57 year old anybody out a window. Little, Not a woman, not a man. It doesn't matter. 57 years old, you throw them out of a fucking balcony, they're done. That's it. If you throw me off a balcony, I'm fucking dying. <laughs> yes. Second floor balcony out the window. And it's not even about dying. It's just like, you're not getting up, man. You, you, no. You, <laughs> dude, the wind knocked out of you at this age. Like, <laughs> it takes a while. Dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, well, while this is all happening, Allison comes to the house and is like, hi, grandma. Like, walks into the house like nothing's happening. Also, we haven't we haven't discussed. She has all the security in place to just get on the premises as we are shown when the podcasters show up. Like they have to radio in. Why did Michael just waltz in like it was nothing? Wait, that's actually a really good question because we see the police officers that are manning it and they're just at the end of the driveway. Right. I mean, it doesn't make sense. My, Michael just fucking strolls in. So does the granddaughter. Like, why, why, why? What's the point of having that security where people have to buzz in if everyone could just walk there? <laughs> it only stops podcast cars. Um, honestly, honestly, that's pretty understandable. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, Allison, though, she enters the house and Michael hears her, but she's able to get into the basement before being noticed. Um, Michael, though, I guess, realizes that this kitchen island <laughs> is a secret door because he rips it off the fucking hinges. <laughs> um, and this is the scene where, uh, you know, our, our gal, um, what's her name? Um, Judy Greer. Yeah, Karen, uh, the mother, she's down there with her daughter. Um, she's sobbing. She's freaking out. Um, she's like, I don't know what to do. Um, and then Michael pops his head out like peekaboo. And then she's like, gotcha, and shoots him. And we already discussed our feelings about that. But 
Uh, it, it, it is absurd because she re- she was actually behaving that way the entire rest of the movie um, where she was terrified, scared, and being like, you, you know, helpless. So it's really weird for it to all of a sudden kick in in this scene rather than, you know. Right. At any other point when she was terrified. Um, and that's it. And then fucking Jamie Lee Curtis's face in the background of this scene. <laughs> Honestly, kind of pissed me off. I'm going to be honest with you. It was kind of okay, but like kind of not. Because it's like, it's pitch black and her her head fucking lights up. Almost as if, as if it's superimposed there. And, um... She's what is she? I don't even know what she says. I think she just goes like "Happy Halloween, Michael." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what she says. <laughs> and then she hits him with a fucking frying pan, and he falls down the stairs. Classic, classic slapstick. Oh, <laughs> uh, the classic struggle to escape. She's like, "Come on!" Dude, the up. guy punched through a police car and had his fingers blown off. Why would a frying pan do him in? A frying pan like incapacitates him. Um, not all the way. They're running up the stairs. Judy Greer's the last one to come up. He gets her foot. No, yeah, he gets her foot. Uh, the daughter, uh, Allison, grabs a knife, stabs Michael in the head. Um, and that's when we get the line It's not a cage, baby. It's a trap. Listen, I actually like it. I like it. I like the line. I like what happens here. But I do have okay. issues with it. Just like everything else in this. Like, they fucked it up. They, fu- they fucked everything up. So, my thing with this is, I kind of dig it. But again, like, they didn't even reference enough that it was like, that she was in, in a cage, right? Or like, she was like, tr- in a cage. You know what I mean? I know they mentioned it a couple times, but I feel like it should have been like, more clear. Or or that she was more xenophobic instead of like, randomly hanging out at the high school. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, right. I don't know, not xenophobic, uh, like agoraphobic, right? That's when they don't leave the house. Um, yeah. Like, if she was more that way, that would make more sense. The whole, like, it's not a cage, it's a trap. But, in, but like, the, the, the fucking the whole movie, Lori's just, like, hanging out, going around town. <laughs> fucking right, right. Driving around. And if, if you, like, if, it, if it's truly a cage and a trap, her entire house burns down. You know what I mean? Like, like that's the end game. That's not. That's not. That's not like a viable option. Like, how, how's no. that? A, how's that a victory for you? And why would you think Michael would come to you? Right. Like, why would you think that? It, 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 he attacked you once. It's so stupid. It's so fucking weird. It's really fucking weird to be like he's definitely gonna come chase me down to my house. I'm gonna lock him up. Unless he was your fucking brother, then you'd be like, oh, he's coming for me. <laughs> I agreed. Agreed. It's the only way it makes sense. <laughs> fucking egomaniac, Laurie Strode. Not everyone fucking loves you, Laurie fucking Strode. <laughs> Narcissist. Oh, boy. So then she, uh, you know, they hit the switch. These giant fucking spikes come out. They lock Michael in the basement. He's got nothing to do but just stare at him. While they turn on the fucking gas, throw a flare downstairs, and R.I.P. Michael. The gals escape as a truck drives by. They get in, um, and it ends. <laughs> it ends with the weirdest close-up I think I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. 
weirdest still zoom in I've ever seen because it just zooms in to the to the the, the knife that Allison's holding. That, that's that's the end, man. That's the end of Halloween 2018. Um, and there's a, a post credit scene. Oh, what is the post credit scene? I don't think I. It's, it's just Michael breathing. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> just yes. so you know, that he's still alive. Right. Which uh, is the most infuriating part of this entire thing. I, I, to me, uh, the buildup. Every there's a lot of really bad things that happened in this, but to me, you, 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 <laughs> you randomly ignored seven movies. Um, and kind of took a different universe route, like route, right? Yep. Like this is a separate universe, kind of a different branch. We still have all those movies to love. And this is just a different branch of that. And yep. I think this ending is fine. If this is it, if you were like, we're going to make a movie where we kill Michael final, I kind of like dug the way that you kill him like this. Like, you know what I mean? Like I kind of, I kind of dig it. Like just fucking burn yeah. him up. It and works. honestly, I liked the last, like, I liked that the three generation of Strode women are, they won, you know, they, they drove away. They're the, they're the victors. Like, I like that. And if you're exactly right, if that was the end of it, fine, whatever. But, 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 but he's still around. So we're making two more of these. <laughs> oh my God. That's fucking agonizing. Why? Why? <laughs> Why are you doing this to us? It's fucking brutal. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? And why why are the little kids that Jamie was or that Laurie Strode was babysitting coming back? Like <laughs> There's no way Michael there's no Michael never even tried to kill them in the first one. He's just going after Jamie Lee Curtis's character. Like, why are we bringing them back in? It makes no, like, all of these people would have left Haddonfield. <laughs> Assume new identities. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Well, that's it. That's, uh, that's Halloween 2018. Um, glad we did it. Yeah glad we did not glad i watched it again but that was that was a fun episode uh i appreciate it so we have now um three weeks of november we're definitely going to do blood zone what is it called blood uh (laughs) blood rage (laughs) yeah there we go (laughs) blood rage blood rage not silent rage we'll be doing blood rage uh the week of the 24th the week of thanksgiving um, we will do trauma with week of the 17th. I'll put up the Patreon, uh, poll. You guys get to choose our trauma movie. We got to think of something for next week, man. Maybe we'll do trauma Shit. for next week. I, I don't know. Do you have anything uh, on your list that you want to do? Nah, I mean, we should keep it with the theme. I'm down to do trauma next week. Maybe we'll do trauma next week. Maybe, maybe we, I, and there's not a ton of Thanksgiving stuff, you know? Killer condom. I mean, do you want to do two weeks of trauma? Or is this what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So okay. so miserable. So one we choose, one is the Patreon choice. Okay. 
Okay, so do you want to yeah. do killer condom? Should we do a list? I mean, this episode's already two fucking hours long. List of <laughs> dr- trauma films. It's so funny because uh, when we came back in August, we're like, "Thank God we don't do two-hour episodes." <laughs> Have, haven't gone under two hours. Oh my um, god, it's fucking awful. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Um, we should not do anything past like ninety-nine. I feel like. Oh my god, they have a movie called Dumpster Baby. Um, <laughs> Let's not do that. No, um, that's not going to be something we can fucking talk about. <laughs> I, w- I would say uh, Surf Nazis Must Die mm-hmm. or Killer Condom. That's my two choices. Yeti, a love story? Um, see, the other <laughs> thing is I want to I stick to like true trauma films, right? Not just what they distribute, because... It gets a little tricky. They they distribute a ton of fucking bullshit. True, true. <laughs> um, so here's a movie called Touch Me in the Morning. Um, Terror Firmer. Oh, I can't even say that name out loud. Yeah, serious? so Killer 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 Condom is only only distributed by them. I would still do that one though. Like that one's like in the the same vein. Pterodactyl Women from Beverly Hills. Fuck. <laughs> I don't want to do that at all. I'm really regretting this. <laughs> I mean, there's... Oh, you know what was a movie that I was thinking about doing, too? Is um Chopper Chicks in Zombie Town. That's a trauma movie? Yeah. Okay. That sounds great. I'll put that... <laughs> <laughs> I'll put that in... Um, I'll put that in our... Uh, our uh our uh patreon list but dude you're right there are me and joe were joking because like joe's i i said i wanted to do some patreon picks and he's like yeah but don't put <laughs> fucking one of those like romantic comedies by them and uh there is 1989 uh dialing dialing for dingbats <laughs> is a romantic 1989 light-hearted romantic comedy <laughs> <laughs> Did we do Rabid Grannies? Dude, I was literally looking at that. We have not. And I think that should be on our list. All right. We'll do you want to just do that one? We'll let the other ones vote with it for the other ones? If, if that's what you want to do. Unless you want to definitely do Killer Condoms. I'll definitely do. I'll do either of those. I love I love all of these. What are your thoughts? You want to do Killer Condoms. Two elderly sisters invite their wonderful nieces and nephews to a dinner party in celebration of the sisters' upcoming birthdays. The one nephew who is not invited is the ostracized black sheep of the family whose devil-worshipping activities have resulted in him being removed from the sisters' inheritance. Uh, let's do rapid grannies. <laughs> that's, that's... Like, like just make the movie about rabid grannies. Why do you have to have a devil-worshipping nephew that's been cut out of a will? <laughs> Do it. Let's do, we'll do it. We're doing rabid All right, grannies. That's it. Rabid grannies for next week. Uh, a Patreon pick for the week after uh, from Troma. This is a terrible idea. And um, so, so thanks, everybody. Um, this time we'll pick some better ones. Frostbiter, Wrath of the Wendigo. Are those Troma movies? That is. Wrath of the Wendigo? Yeah, Frostbiter, Wrath of the Wendigo. Oh, that's all one title? Yes. Jesus Christ. 
Uh, it was filmed sometime in 1998, but was never wasn't released until 1996 by Troma. One of the stars is Ron Ashton, who was the guitarist for the Stooges. <laughs> so it should be good. Hey, did you did you ever watch uh, uh, the BC Butcher? No, no. Did you? No, of course not, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I remember because <laughs> she doesn't listen to show. So, so Sean interviewed her like real early on when the director when we were starting, and like I mean, it's called BC Butcher and it's a trauma movie. The, it wasn't on the top of my list to watch. I never watched it. Yeah, and I remember one of our listeners, like one of our very first supporters, was like all gung ho about it, and like I'm so glad you got like trauma people on. Like I can't wait for this. And then the review was like, man, this is really like <laughs> I don't want to say anything bad, but this is fucking terrible. <laughs> You know, you know um I'm I I we I think we should talk more in detail about that whole thing that whole the, the we should just talk more about that and Corey Feldman and like what like what devolved after that interview <laughs> she went off for great that she's in uh, that Tarantino movie yeah yeah no that's cool but like, there was a lot of weird shit that happened to me. Um, Let's do that as Patreon. Let's do that for Patreon. All right, fine, fine, fine. Um, one thing I want to say, not that this we need anything more to say in this episode, but if you go through all these like fucking shitty trauma movies in their Wikipedia's, they're all like they owe a great deal of uh, uh, like uh, praise to Evil Dead for blending comedy and horror, and it's like, dude. <laughs> If I were Sam Raimi or fucking Bruce Campbell, I'd be like, don't ever, don't fucking ever. Because, like, really no one's touched that real level of what they did, they did and how they meshed them together. <laughs> no one's ever done that, especially Trump. <laughs> oh, yeah. Taking, uh, paying homage to the evil dead. No, no, they weren't. Oh, Troma Troma has four early 80s uh, romantic comedies. One's called Stuck on You, and there's the first turn on Squeeze Play and Waitress. And all of them have exclamation marks after after the title. And uh, one of those will be on our Patreon pick. (laughs) Please don't, dude. Please don't. Stuck on You. This film, inspired by the writings of Tom Lehrer and Stan Freeberg, follows a strange couple, Bill and Carol, who are in a palimony suit against each other. The zany judge, the zany judge is uh, the zany judge Gabriel is handling their suit. As Bill and Carol relate their problems to Gabriel, he demonstrates how all lovers from the beginning of time, from Adam and Eve, Queen Isabella and Christopher Columbus, and King Arthur and Lady Guinevere, have faced the exact same troubles. The judge is finally, re- <laughs> the judge is finally revealed to be the angel the angel gabriel sent down in hopes of bringing the couple back the fuck is happening <laughs> all right what? fine put it on put what it on what the fuck is happening joe <laughs> joe wait also lloyd kaufman has stated that stuck on you is his favorite of the trauma's sexy comedies um is that true yes that's a that's a statement oh, um, i see it right here <laughs> 
dude, here's my problem. Lloyd Coffin also told us that he used to uh, bathe with George Bush. <laughs> so, and here's my other problem I was just about to say. Lloyd Kaufman, when you talk to him, seems genuinely confused that pe- like that, that trauma isn't more successful than it is. He's also very like, I do things my own way, which I appreciate. But there is an element of like, I don't understand like why... Like Hollywood keeps us out. Listen Sean, to the his, listen Sean, to what Sean, you just his, said. <laughs> his direct quote to us when we interviewed him was every movie that he makes he expects to be a blockbuster, and he's generally confused when it's not. <laughs> <laughs> listen to what you that plot you just read. I have no idea what you're talking about. The fucking Gabriel comes down. <laughs> Holy shit. Anyway, alright, we gotta end this episode. It is two hours long. Um, that, that's all we got, man. Um, thank you all so much for your support. Thank all the Patreon, um, pledges. We really appreciate you guys. You guys are great. Um, and, uh, there's no, there's no, um, bonus episode this week, but that's cause I knew this was going to go a little bit long and that is an understatement. So no bonus this week, but I'll make sure you guys get this one early. Um, New merch is coming soon. I don't know if we're going to do the pins anymore. I got a quote for them. And it was fucking obscene. So <laughs> I may I may audible or maybe just do one pin. I mean, I got a quote for three different kinds of pins. So I, I don't know. Maybe just do the one pin. Um, that probably makes a whole lot more sense. And maybe we'll have the Patreon people decide on the design, um, which one we do. Um, that, that seems like it would make sense. Um, so that's it. Man, that's all I got. You got anything? That's it, man. All right. Well, thank you guys all so much. Uh, we're at Instagram at I Hate Horror, uh, Twitter at I Hate Horror Show. Uh, we're at I Hate Horror.com. And um, I, I think that's it. I think that's all we got. Um, oh, we're going to do a live show, a uh, live stream this month, too. I don't know what we're going to do for that, but I think we got a new platform. I think it's going to be dope. Um, so we'll, I'll probably do like a weird, like gorilla pop-up type live show, just me to test out the new platform, see if it works, see if we get kicked out for breaking copyright laws. <laughs> and, uh, you can find that only at patreon.com slash I hate horror. Um, and that's it, man. Joe, what's your Instagram? Boognish1985. That's it. That's it, guys. Thank you all so much. Really appreciate it. And, uh, for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios. Fucking zombie getting sliced and diced.